Hey everyone, welcome to the Michigan Beer Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and joining me for episode 21 today is a freshly poured Shorts Humo and Palicious. So, still riding solo, uh, Justin's still out of town, so, but still happy to bring you our weekly podcast. I know we're a couple days late here, but hopefully we'll get on the right track this next week. Um, so, uh, sitting here with a little Huma Loompa and maybe some tequila, maybe not. Might need to recover a little bit from yesterday's antics, but no big deal. Uh, went out to Witch's Hat Brewing and checked out a couple beers there. Um, Witch's Hat is actually in my hometown. Uh, I grew up in South Lyon, and I remember when they first opened up, they were just in a small little, small, super tiny spot. I think like maybe like 30-something people could fit in there max. And that's like shoulder to shoulder. And just right next to you know, a Chinese food place and um, like Farmer Jack's. That's what it was called back then too, before it was Bush's. Um, and now they're in this huge spot, you know, right across from the actual Witch's Hat in, in South Lyon. And uh, every time I go there, I think they've gotten bigger and just expanded more and more. So I tried a couple of their their beers. Uh, first one is Mr. Tiger, which was a Czech Pilsner, which was super great. Uh, nice, easy, crispy, uh, easy drinking beer. And I tried a variation of their deflowered uh, hazy beer, and it was uh, a black a blackberry uh, variant of the deflowered, and that was awesome. Huge blackberry fan, and and they killed it with that one. So, um, if you're anywhere near South Lion, check these guys out. Witch's Hat Brewing, um, awesome deal. They got food going on as well. Um, and I want to hit you with a random question of the day, just a, a nice thinker for your for your Sunday morning. What is the weirdest? pizza topping that you've ever had or want to try I guess too honestly thinking of mine I think the weirdest thing I've put on a pizza before was pickles which I'm a huge pickle fan anyways but something I wanted to try I've seen I've seen like dill pickle pizza and stuff I haven't tried that but just straight up pepperoni bacon threw some pickles on there and <laughs> turned out to be awesome so nice little random question of the day get your brain moving get your brain thinking um, we're going to kick off some news here. Um, we've got some cool news for for uh, the Lansing locals. Uh, Lansing social social districts got approved recently, um, and they're actually going to be open Sunday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., and then Friday, Saturday, 9 a.m. to midnight. And so it's going to cover uh, districts in Old Town, in Rio Town, and Downtown. And uh, some of the rules are you obviously must have you know, a cup that's labeled from one of the participating businesses. Uh, you can check more of this out at mp-social.com too. That's one of the bars down there that are kind of uh, posting some, you know, important news and stuff. Keep everybody up to date on what's going on with that. Um, and actually, I so I don't have a list of every participating business yet, um, seeing as it was like just approved, but I know there's at least 33 eligible businesses that can be a part of the district. So Obviously, MP Social is going to be one. Uh, Lansing Brewing Company will be another one. Um, and a bunch of cool bars and stuff down there. So um, even if you're not from the Lansing area and, and want to come check out the Lansing area, um, you know, having worked out there, um, definitely cool, cool spot. Uh, catch a lug nuts game and, and check out Lansing, uh, Lansing Beer Company. So um, awesome news there. Awesome, you know move in the right direction for as far as Michigan goes, getting these social districts going. Um, and in uh, different news, we got Crystal Mountain 
uh, beer and brat fest unfortunately got canceled you know there's a lot of festivals getting canceled uh, at least we had the world expo of beer and um, some other cool stuff going on later this year but i feel like every festival that's announced there's like two or three that got canceled so kind of a bummer um you know stuff that we can definitely look forward to next year but <clears throat> as far as the crystal mountain one goes uh they're actually going to do something instead um of the of that beer and brat fest they're going to be offering individual specialty brat and beer pairings every weekend uh monday uh, memorial day through labor day um you know if that's something you had been interested in or whatever you can still get out there for a weekend and and check some of that out so cool news there um a new opening too uh in Grayling, Michigan, one of uh, home to one of my favorite breweries, uh, Paddle Hard Brewing. Uh, there's a new place called Michigan Brew that's opening. So you know they're promoting everything Michigan made, uh, everything from their beer that they're offering. Uh, their coffee is actually roasted in Traverse City. You can get hot and cold, um, hot or iced coffees there. Uh, liquor. They have cocktails like a lemon basil gin and tonic. They have a bourbon caramel coffee. And then your then your classics like old fashioned in Manhattan, um, that that food uh, they have breakfast are open from six a.m. to like eleven p.m. So awesome hours, um, offering breakfast stuff. They have waffles like homemade waffles, salads, uh, sandwiches, snacks, anything you can think of. This place looks awesome. I'm definitely gonna get out there and check them out this summer. We always uh, head up to Higgins Lake, you know, one or two times during the summer, and, and Grayling's one of our spots we like to hit. Um, especially with, uh, paddle hard and, and a couple other breweries up there that we like to check out. So Michigan, Michigan brew and get in grailing, definitely going to check these guys out and, and we'll let you know what we think. Um, and then as far as new brews, let's kick off new brews, not a huge list of, uh, of brews this week, but <clears throat> we're going to start it off with Arvon brewing. They have a new double new England IPA called stemless, which is fermented with uh, Sauvignon Blanc juice and, uh, hopped with Hallertau Blanc, Nelson Savin, and Mosaic Hops. Arvon has another new beer. Uh, it's a kettle sour named Harlequin, which is conditioned on cocoa nibs, vanilla, and coconut, and then they blend it with strawberries as well. Um, and then they actually have a new Kolsch coming out, uh, Three Kings, which is hopped with lemon lemon drop hops. I think Kolsch is one of the uh, more popular beers this summer uh, coming out in breweries. Uh Bad Brewing and Mason, they have a new beer called Dually Wagon, which is a New England IPA. Sheboygan Brewing has a peach saison, uh, peach basil saison at 6%. DeHops Brewing has a summer saison with tons of citrus spice aroma uh, and brewed with Aztec hops from Mr. Wizard's Hops in Monroe, Michigan. Draft Taurus has a new imperial stout called Nitro Goop Juice, and this is huge and huge coffee and chocolate notes and this thing comes in at 17.5 percent this is an insane beer uh hand mat brewing on battle creek they have au which is a golden ale uh which has biscuit notes delicate hops and a nice clean finish harbor light brewing has a barley wine they just came out with called plutonium nyborg which is uh rich in caramel flavor toffee and, and malt saucy brewing out in detroit uh they have a new esb which is a style of amber with uh, soft caramel flavors and an unexpected hot bitterness. So um, they actually opened in Detroit back in March and four years ago in Cleveland, Ohio. So, you know, home origins in Cleveland, but, you know, made a, made an opening out in Detroit um, called Saucy Brewing. So check them out if you're downtown. Shandor Brewing has a new uh, amber ale called Brick Frog. Supernatural Brewing has two new beers. Uh, first one's Daydream Catcher, which is a session 
India Pale Lager, uh, dry hopped with cashmere and Cascade. And then they have a New England IPA called Astral Phantom, which is hopped with Galaxy Citra and Mandarina Bavaria hops. And last but not least, Urban Rest, they have a new double IPA called Collect, and this is their third release of their uh, fourth anniversary being open, and this is brewed in collab with Collect Beer Bar in Detroit off Gratiot. And this is made with barley from Empire, Michigan, Nelson Southern Hops, and then they double dry hop this with Galaxy in Rowaka at 7.5%. So I know we've done two beer history things so far. So we started from the very beginning, and we've got all the way up through, uh, you know, the German purity laws and everything like that. And I want to hit on what happened when beer hit America. I, you know, so there's obviously evidence of native Americans having brewed. It wasn't, didn't just start when, you know, the first settlers came. Um, and they can actually trace this back to as early as 1587. Um, and what's cool is they didn't use the traditional barley that Europeans were using. They were instead using a mixture of corn, birch sap, and water. Um, for their brewing and uh, and then all, all the way fast forward to 1632 that's when the first commercial brewery was built um, in America by the Dutch West India Company um, and this was in lower Manhattan in uh, New York which was then called New Amsterdam and it was on Brewer Street, Brewer Street which is now called Stone Street but let's go back a little bit to the first settlers <clears throat> and this is when the first ships landed in Jamestown in 1607. So safe to assume all the beer carried over from England's already gone. They drank it all. Or it's just gotten bad by the time they got there. Um, they were stuck beerless at first. They had to stick to water. And and whenever incoming sailors arrived, they'd oftentimes uh, offer valuables and, and other like valuable tools for trade for more beer. Um, in 1609, the governor of Virginia actually called out for brewers to come open up shop there. Um, because they were in such a need and there was a great incentive to create beer from scratch in this new America as beer imported from England took up a ton of space and, and didn't travel well. Um, they weren't using hops at all. And, uh, by the late 1620s, it was finally reported to England that two brew houses were producing beer made with malt and native corn malt. And so import ingredients were expensive and hard to come by. So the locals were forced to be more creative and improvise with fermentables and, They'd often brew with uh, with maize instead of barley, uh, you know, similar to the uh, Native Americans would do. Uh, they would use molasses. They would use peaches, persimmons, uh, Jerusalem artichokes, uh, peas, a lot of times pumpkin, just because it's fermentability, uh, corn stalks, and even spruce for some flavoring there. And hop, hops weren't actually used in these early English colonies. It was it was the Dutch colonies up north in in upstate New York and New Jersey that were cultivating and using them in their product. Um, and it wasn't until around the 1640s when these Dutch colonies had begun exporting both their beer and supplies to the English colonies, uh, down South. And by the time the English took over New Amsterdam in 1664, there was at least 10 breweries servicing that population of about 1600 people in, in New Amsterdam. Um, brewers are making the most progress in cities as strong tavern culture had developed in, in both Boston and New Amsterdam. Uh, and Philly was the next great American brew city as it had several malt houses and breweries by the end of the century. And the city's population at this time even overtook New York. So at the end of, you know, the 1600s, uh, Philly actually become more popular than, than uh, what we now call New York city. And 
you know, beer was embraced by these early colonies as a near necessity of life and culture. And it was long uh, since been notably safer than questionable water supplies um, being, you know, boiled in nature. Uh, there was a large disparity between beer and spirits, though. Uh, spirits were more associated with drunkenness and disorderly behavior. Uh, spirits took up less space on ships and didn't go bad, and they could be more readily available uh, and manufactured. But beer was looked at as the more moderate option, uh, as it was feared that drunkenness would run rampant across these colonies, uh, especially by the religious leaders, uh, the likes of the New England Puritans, the Pennsylvania Quakers, and the Baptists of uh, Roger Williams, Rhode Island. So <clears throat> they they uh, try to point everyone in the direction of beer and instead of of these uh, these liquors. But you know, home, home brewing and farm brewing was still common practice throughout the mid 17th century, um, and these commercial breweries that had started often were run by Englishmen or Dutch, uh, with the occasional Scottish, Irish, or, or German um, owners. And again, the first brewery, uh, the first commercial brewery was started by the Dutch West India Company in 1632, and they served beers uh, like the British style, ales, stouts, bitters, and pale ales. Um, but by the mid-1800s, they saw a huge influx of German immigrants who brought me- over many of their brewing t- traditions. So the oldest still operating American brewery, uh, you may be able to guess this, is uh, the DG Yingling & Son, which is uh, opened in 1829 by German immigrants. And it was actually originally opened as Eagle Brewing, but they changed their name in 1873. And so Yingling brewed lagers instead of ales, much like the German you know brewers back home. Um, lagers was you know big back in Germany, so they wanted to bring it over here. And you know it just lasted longer and was easier to produce on a large scale, and began to take over you know popularity of ales in in America. So <clears throat> once you get into the mid 1840s, um, this is when we see large scale beer production. Um, it hits uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, and the best brewing company was the first, but uh, soon after, Blatt's, Schlitz, and Miller Brewing Companies all opened up in Milwaukee as well. Um, these breweries were actually using railways to ship their products to places like Chicago and St. Louis, where then they would distribute it elsewhere. And uh, just so happened in, in St. Louis, a German soap maker named Eberhard Anheuser, he bought a struggling brewery, which would... Uh, which would then be run by his son-in-law, Adolphus Bush, and renamed the company Anheuser-Busch. So Adolphus, the uh, the son-in-law, began brewing lagers that were growing in popularity in America and already established in Europe. And Budweiser was the first, uh, was the first, Budweiser, the beer everyone knows now today, uh, was first brewed in 1876 and was the first American beer to use refrigerated rail cars to distribute. So nice little glimpse at, you know, how beer hit, hit America. Um, Next history session, I think we're going to look at the expansion out west, uh, the development of a couple new beer styles, and uh, a look at prohibition. So something everyone's heard about, maybe not, you know, know a whole lot about, but uh, want to bring you some cool info on that. Um, and as far as keys to report, um, nothing crazy to report. Still got, still got a rye IPA going, a cocoa puff stout. Uh, I got the Irish red. Um, I'm actually going to be kegging the Kolsch probably right after I record this. Um, I have a Belgian double, um, which I'm probably going to leapfrog the Kolsch right into the keys and Belgian can wait a little bit. Um, cause I'm excited about the Kolsch. Uh, I got a Mexican lager. I just brewed the other day. I'm excited about that. Um, and then for father's day, uh, my brother, and my dad are going to actually join me. We're going to brew a, a black lager. I haven't done that style before. So I got a cool recipe for that. 
I'm going to check that out. So I'll let you guys know how that turns out. Let you know how uh, some of these other beers turn out. I'll take some pictures of the Kolsch and stuff and see how clear we can get this guy. Um, but other than that, thanks so much for joining us. Um, episode 21 is a wrap. Everyone have a great Sunday, and we'll check you guys next week. All right, cheers. Thank you for checking out the Michigan Beer Pursuit podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at MIBeerPursuit and at our website, MichiganBeerPursuit.com, where we pursue all things Michigan beer. All right, until next time, cheers, and remember, drink well. Every day.